the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. You are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We are enjoying a gorgeous day, a gorgeous weekend ahead as well. 51 the low tonight, 86 the high tomorrow, and uh, 87 for Sunday with lots of sunshine both days. Phillies are at the Cleveland Indians tonight, 7 o'clock, four games out of that wild card spot, 11 to play. Flyers lost 3-1 to Boston in preseason hockey last night. They're home tomorrow night against the Rangers and uh, Jacksonville over Tennessee in Thursday night football last night, 20-7. to Of course, you have the Eagles home Sunday afternoon against Detroit. At 1 o'clock, we have a very famous, uh, our famous Friday show is happening today, and we don't know why it's famous, but it usually turns out that way. One reason or another, actually, isn't that so, Joe? Whatever you say, Tim. Thanks, man. It's because you're here, Tim. That's why. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Proverbs 20:15 says, gold there is and rubies in abundance, but lips that speak knowledge are a rare jewel. So I would like to share a rare jewel with you today. He's been a guest in studio before and on the phone a time or two from Europe. Uh, Matthew Newell, who is the director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Thank you, Tim. It's a pleasure to be here. Welcome. uh, Yeah, I appreciate the time to speak with you and families and um, talk what, uh, what we all care so much about is helping families and helping children and really getting to the root of all their challenges. Yeah. The word help is a big one. Uh, the foundation of this program we've talked about is John three sixteen, For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And so I believe as a Christian myself that that's the best thing I could hope for somebody is to know the Lord. But there are other ways to help people. Uh, I know you're a believer yourself, but also the work you do is kind of, you've often shared like i if you want to implement what we're talking about at the Family Hope Center, it can you don't you can believe whatever you're believing mm-hmm. in terms of spiritual mm-hmm. belief system. Mm-hmm. The work uh, involved, the science behind what you do, will hold true. Your brain has the same parts as mine, as our kids, and so right. so I just want people to know that that's the word help is a big word on this program because there are different levels and ways we can help. We want to we want this program to do that for people and not just be a. Uh, a show because there's a show. There's space to fill. Right. <laughs> so we're glad you're here. Well, thank you, Tim. Yeah. And I, for folks just tuning in, Matthew uh, and I have known each other for 13 years, 14 years almost. Our daughter, Victoria, uh, went to the Family Hope Center in Norristown with, our, with, you know, with us when she was five months old and has made tremendous progress. And if you're listening today, I want to do two things. I want to give you our phone number because you're welcome to call in. Uh, throughout the program and chat, ask Matt questions if you like. It's 1-800-560-WFIL, 1-800-560-9345. Or you can email a question or text in as well, if that's easier for you, D T-I-M-M-Y-D, at WFIL.com. Or you can text 610-500-DOVE, 
3683. But we want you to be involved. This is a rare opportunity to have a chance to talk directly with Matthew about if you have a child or know someone who does, tell him to get to the radio and listen because Matthew has worked with thousands of children for how many years now? Almost uh, 40? Almost 40 years, Tim. And uh, worked with more than 20,000 parents from five continents and um, from children who are blind, deaf, and paralyzed all the way up to the kids who are struggling with reading, writing, and arithmetic and uh, or 22 years old and just graduated high school but on the special education track and we're still struggling to understand how do I get employed and how do I read and how do I understand. And parents, um, you know, it's never too late to heal the brain. It's never too late to be involved. Even if you're 50 years old and, you know, unfortunately you might suffer a stroke, the, the brain's got the concept of neuroplasticity woven into it. So our role is to support, guide, teach, and um, really be kind of the GPS for families to help whatever whatever's happening in the central nervous system, which is preventing kids from being independent and capable and mobile and um, their full potential. Yeah, You have folks who uh, parents will come – and their child may have a diagnosis, right? But they may not. So, it, it, but in your eyes, it doesn't matter if they've been diagnosed. In fact, in some cases, ADD it might be the wrong thing, and it may actually cause more cloudiness than help. Yeah, I mean, that's not really science to call somebody ADD, ADHD, or autism. It's not real science to call somebody, you know, um, these labels. It, yeah. Because the brain has a way of operating, and, and it operates from the bottom up. You have five different parts, five major parts of your brain over seven pathways, vision, hearing, tactility, mobility, language, manual function, and your social function. And you have your medulla of all your reflexes. Then you have your pons, which is your foundation for focus and intelligence and understanding and co-regulation. Then you have your midbrain for coordination and understanding the vital parts of life. Then you have your cortex and you have your cerebellum. Well, all these things should be working well together. And if something happens, your cord's wrapped around your neck or a vaccination shot, God forbid, or a car accident, whatever could happen, and it's, it's in distortion, then the child's not able to correctly perceive their environment and be able to be capable of keeping up with their peers. And then the anxiety starts for the child. Sure. And then the anxiety starts for the parent. And the older they get, the more they fall behind, and the anxiety rises and we want to step in. We want to help. We want to teach. Like, what are we looking at? How can we help? How can we coach you? How can we guide you and put you in the driver's seat? Because parents want to be involved. They don't want to stand on the sideline and watch this really difficult situation unfold in their eyes without nothing that they could do. They really want to learn. So yeah. that's what we do. Yeah. Matthew Newell's our guest. He's the director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. There are two main ways, the, the the center, there's lots of ways, but two kind of the structure for it. There's a three-day parent training conference where you, you offer that several times a year, and there are actually two coming up in October, mm -hmm. 9 through 11, and the 30th, 31st, and 1st of November. And there's one in December. We have one in Oxford out in Pennsylvania in December. Okay. And the first uh, two are in Norristown at the first headquarters. Two in at our global headquarters. Then we have one in Oxford, Pennsylvania in December. Okay. And then if parents want to get warm, they can come to South Africa in February. <laughs> we have one in South Africa. And yes. then we're back here again in March um, to teach parents. It's a okay. three-day intense. But um, intense meaning we get into a room 
We talk about your child. We talk about you. We talk about their brain, and we teach you where and what and how and when to step in and be proactive. Because if we don't, if we're waiting for somebody else to do it, it's not going to happen to him, right? We know that, right? Yeah. We're waiting for something to change, but sometimes we have to change first. We have to have more knowledge. Yeah. You know, I remember, you know, in the in the Bible, Thomas says. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. You know, like love is great, but, you know, you, there's an action plan that you have to do. You know, you have to be proactive. Sure. And if sure. love would have fixed kids, all the kids would be well today. Right. But love requires an action plan. It requires an, a scientific execution of an approach that you get up every day. Instead of you being confused, we want clarity for you. Yeah. Instead of anxiousness, we want peace. Well, we want to get into that a little bit yeah. and explain more about what, the, what this conference is about and in general uh, – uh, there's a lot to unpack. So mm. let's go to our first break. We'll come back uh, toll-free. If you would like to call and ask questions as you're listening in, it's 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. The first day of the conference is a map of uh, what does the brain, how does it work? There's a, there's a chart involved to kind of clear the table, explain objectively speaking, this is how the brain functions, and then they get more into how do you make progress on days two and three. We'll get into some of that here and explain a little bit more about how the Family Hope Center can be of help to you. You can also go to their site for more info, uh, simply familyhopecenter.com. Back with Matthew Newell, director of the Family Hope Center from Norristown. Uh, in just a moment, it's Tim DeMoss Show on AM560, WFIL, and WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. It's 413, the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Very privileged to have Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown, our guest. He has been working with uh, children, first and foremost, thousands of them for the last almost 40 years uh, all over the world, happens to be based here in Pennsylvania. And the goal, uh, Matthew was mentioning before the break, a big goal is to empower parents, put them in the driver's seat. Uh, parents are the ones who are most invested. Theoretically, they're the ones who are going to be with the child their whole lives and nothing against professionals because you will help those folks too. But it's a difference between helping someone else's child and helping your own child. You have um, – and just from a personal side of things, we my, – my wife and I still go to the Family Hope Center for help for our daughter Victoria who's come a tremendously long way and maybe we can share some of her story. I've, I've dropped it in before in preceding shows. But the conference and then, then the other thing we can get into also – after the three-day conference, at some point, if families want to come to the center to go deeper and fuller with the whole clinical team, they can. Uh, so we'll get into that. But the three-day conference is like the main gateway. It's a 30-hour, three-day, roll up your sleeves and dig in. And on that first day, I, I, I and I've been to more than one conference. You only go once officially, right? But mm -hmm. you can go. But that first day is kind of clear the deck, all the stuff you've heard, perhaps, even about your own child, not the, you, and your child doesn't come to the conference. This is just for the moms and the mm -hmm. dads, right, primarily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they learn. There's a three-page fold-out chart down the side, all the you know, vision, mobility, all the different pathways. And as you move left to right, it's the first two weeks of life, then the first two months, then the first six months. And what builds on the next? So you actually have a map of ability. but Because you'll often say, you can't know where you're going unless you know where you are right. to, for starting, right? right. And make right. all that. So. I think, I think, Tim, you said something that you, we have to teach the vocabulary of the brain. 
Like if you're a lawyer, you would learn all the vocabulary of what a lawyer talks about. If you're a carpenter, you'd have to know what all the tools are and all the. And so if you really want to know the brain and you really want to see inside the brain and not blame the child, not blame yourself and not blame God about why he's not reading or why he can't regulate or why he hurts his brother, or why he bites his fingernails, his eyes turn in. All these symptoms that are just driving everybody crazy that we're trying to manage all day long with yeah. therapies. We manage it with medications. We manage it with special glasses. And we manage them with special boots on our feet. And we manage it. But just into magic. And we know in our heart that managing something is not going to get us to a yes. And yet that's all we've been told. So we have to learn two things. First, what does the brain actually do? And how can I measure my child's neurology so I can be an effective parent? But I also have to know who I am because we often get talked out of as parents being capable of entering into our child's life in a proactive way. Well, you know, you're, you're just a baker or you're just a lawyer or you're this or you're that. And we go to the OT over here. With, God bless them. My daughter's a doctor and an occupational therapist. You know, I, I, I was trained as a therapist. So we go to all these different therapists and nobody's talking to each other. The doctors aren't talking to the therapist. The therapist, the PT's not talking to the OT or the ST. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And when we're trying to figure out, like, well, we've been doing this for six months now and my child's not changing. Do I continue down that pathway or do I make or do I stop for a second and pause and say, am I really addressing this neurology or am I trying to train him to behave in a particular way? Yeah. Am I developing strategy? Am I changing myself and my household more than I'm changing my child? Do I make everybody quiet? Do I put it, you know what I mean? What am I doing and yeah. can I get to it? Yeah. So oftentimes we have to tell the parents, you know, you're qualified. You're smart. All I have to do is teach you. This does this and this does this. And if it's not, how can you create neurological well, ability? Yeah. And where do you start to create that? And can you measure that it, so that you know you're heading in the right direction? And often parents are like, I actually didn't know I'm qualified. I actually didn't think that I could be smart enough to understand this. But I have doctors sitting in the audience, neurologists sitting in next to somebody who – um, has just got out of high, just was a high, had a high school education and had to go into a factory because of circumstances. Whatever they are, yeah. we meet you where you are. We help you understand your child. We help you understand how you can love your child in a proactive way. How you can come together as a family because the family has to win. You can't just mother can't just devote herself to one child and then the other four child. But how do you, you know, you have a whole bunch of kids. Like they work together, right? Like yeah. can we do this together? And we've had 40 years of experience, 20,000 kids. And it teaches you a lot when you're on your hands and knees all day and you're praying about these kids. You're asking God for wisdom for 40 years. He brings it to you. But he just doesn't drop it in you. He, he, it's in our bones now that this is part where the brain operates. And all we want to do is sit to the parents and say, just come, join us, sit in a room. You're, you've been thinking about it for a while. Like, how will you change your child? Well, first you have to change yourself. Sit in a room with us for three days with families from five different countries. And we'll talk about the brain. And we'll butza butza at every break. And we'll talk over lunch. And we will answer your questions. And you, you know what, Tim? I, I would say to parents, just come the first day. If after the first day you say it's not for me, God bless you. I will give 100% of your money back. But I can guarantee you that you'll get on fire because now you'll yeah. understand, oh, I understand my child 
I understand his brain. Now I understand why he does the thing he does. Yeah. Oh, I can do these. I, you know, some parents go I, all day long. I put out fires all day long, and I go like, "Well, how's that feel?" Well, I'm exhausted. Really, at the end of the day, I've got nothing in the tank. I say, "Well, would you like to be five minutes ahead of that fire? Like you can see it coming, and then you can adjust." They go, "I would love that." I said, "Well, that's only a <laughs> ten minute shift between five minutes behind it and confused to five minutes ahead of it, so you could." You could shift your understanding to support the neurology where your child is, and you can get at this thing organically, and everybody can be involved. Grandma, grandpa, Uncle Jim, the occupational therapist, whoever loves your kid. Yeah. Bring them together. Let's do this. Matthew Neal is the director of the Family Hope Center in Norristown. Although they, the staff will travel the world for these training conferences that they offer, there is one coming up October 9th uh, through the 11th. At, uh, at their headquarters in Norristown. There's also one later that month, the 30th through the 1st of November. And then there's also one in December. So familyhopecenter.com gets you more info. If you're listening and you have a child or a grandchild or you know somebody who does, could be in the field of ADD or autism, cerebral palsy, dyslexia, bipolar, Down syndrome, all these things. Uh, you know, right? it, yeah. Diagnosed or They're not. not succeeding. They're behind reading, writing, and arithmetic. And nobody knows why, and they call them dyslexic, or they call them lazy. Right. Or, all yeah, the stuff they're all doing, All that though, stuff, it's yes. It's coming from the outside. The main difference that to, I really want people to make sure they know is what the Family Hope Center is about is helping go under the hood from the ground up rather than trying to manage symptoms, mm-hmm. well-intentioned or whatever. You know, the, or with, God bless it, but how's it working so far? I mean, do you see a yeah. way out? Do you see that if you go down this pathway for another two years that that child's going to be more capable? And, you know, and Tim, I, I, I like kids being happy, but I'd prefer them to be capable. Sure, sure. You know, well, And this- if you can change the capability of the neurology of the f- child, the family changes and the parents, everybody changes. It is a blast. Maybe a good way for people to realize it, I think you've said this before, is the difference between what the Family Hope Center offers and most of the people who come, whatever else they've been doing, is it's like uh, working on the hard drive of a computer at the Family Hope Center. You're dealing with the actual hardware, the brain itself. If you re-engineer that in the right order, then the symptoms can lessen or go away rather than my computer is struggling. Let's put another CD-ROM in and I'm dating myself a little bit with mm-hmm. that, but putting something right. in soft, adding software to a computer that's yeah. not struggling to begin with. The yeah, software's let's, not yeah let's get a better software program because the hard drive can't run it. Or, you know, like in the old days, you would have one program up and you had to close that to open up another program. Yeah. You had to close that. Nowadays, you have such a good hard drive and you have memory that you can have two or three windows up simultaneously. But would we, would we all go back to the old apples or the boxes? Would we all go back to a flip phone? None of us want to go back to a flip phone or an old. Yeah. Computer where you start, you take a shower, come back. And so sometimes our children's brains will run slower. They don't have enough memory. They can't hold enough information. When you open up one pathway, the other one crashes. They start to read and the language pathway crashes. They start to write and they get fidgety. I mean, it, it's, it's creating the neurology. But, you know, Tim, when God created the brain, there is some obviously – it's awesome and magnificent. I'm still learning. I'm, I'm pants on fire. That's why I get up every day. <laughs> right. I love this. my right. why. But there is some simplicity to it. There is some rules like gravity and electricity. There are some rules. Mm-hmm. And if you understand the rules of brain growth and development, you can proactively create that with your child as opposed to managing it. So it's working smarter, not harder. This is not a hard program to do. I think it's – I think – 
that if you work smarter and you, instead of doing this, you do this, instead of doing this, you do that, then what we find is our parents make significant progress in the development of their child's neurology. So blind kids, 90, more than 90% of the kids that come blind, like your daughter, yeah. learns to see within 18 months, see their parents and recognize them. Now, would that be a miracle? Well, in some circles, that would be a miracle. We would say that the parent is the miracle here and that they executed a neurological scientific approach to the development of the child for an hour a day, they created vision in the child. You know, you can kiss your kid 150 times a day, but if you do it in a particular way with a light, with a flashlight in the closet, <laughs> right, right? Well, you can me, do both, right? Me, Tim, let, you had that experience let yourself. Let me explain that to people for a second. One of many of our daughter Victoria's challenges when she was little was uh, basically, you know, I don't know, functionally blind. You could swat your hand. She actually had a little bit of vision. She almost died at six months. And then, then when she came out of that, she actually survived it. But if you got right in her face or swatted your hand at her eyes, she wouldn't startle the threat. She'd like nothing. Like you could go right in her, You could also yell in her ear and she wouldn't move. Right. She was functionally didn't understand sounds and functionally didn't understand what she was seeing. She had a poor light reflex, but you developed right. that. You well, and you your taught, wife like you, and your family. You taught us. You said the brains, you know, the path, her eyeball was like, okay, it wasn't gouged. It just, right. But, but the path from her eyeball to her brain wasn't fully formed. You said, well – Brain's a muscle. You can work it out. Exactly. And here's – went to Home Depot, got a $30 flashlight, million candle flashlight, and there was a particular way you taught us to do it. Exactly. You didn't say do this and she will see, which I think is important that people know. It's not that you're being wishy-washy. She's like, well, I'm not God. I can't tell you exactly how long things will take and I can give mm-hmm. you ideas mm-hmm. and, and say, she'll see you in six months or your money back. Like it's nothing like that. But this is like here's the information. I'm going to trust that you want to work at it as best as you can. And here's our experience. Over right. all these children, when right. we did this, we created this neural pathway. And the, you know, the brain has to have um, an opportunity to grow. If you are going to stimulate it, it's going to grow. If you stimulate it to play the violin, you'll probably be pretty good at it. If you want to stimulate it to be a quarterback, you know, all things being equal, you'll be able to throw a football. Right. If you stimulate it to learn your time tables, all things being equal, you know, whatever you put time into – and what we say is to parents, look, why don't we sit down for three days, no distractions, put yourself on away. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about your child's brain. Let's talk about what we can do every day to help your child. And if you want us to go further and coach you and support you and guide you, we'll do it. But that three days is a real epiphany for a lot of people. It really oh, is. wow. Well, yeah. And that's why, and in Tori's case, it turned out it was six months of uh, of. And 20,000 are these little mini repetitions where mm-hmm. you flash the light across her face for her eyes for a second so people constrict, mm-hmm. swing mm-hmm. it away so people could dilate. Mm-hmm. We wound up doing that total of 20,000, 25,000 times. And there were certain intervals we had to make sure I rested. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in the end, then one day. Over a period of many, many, many months, yes. all of a sudden, bingo. Well, I got close to her one day. She's mm-hmm. on the couch and she blinked when I got near her face. I was like, and I got close again. She blinked again. Like her eyelids would go up and down, but not in response to anything. Right. And that day, I remember very vividly, three times in a row, I got right near her face. And each time, her eyelids responded to the fact that I was in her face. And how did that make you feel? Um, well, was it worth I it? I remember you're like, you're I mean, seeing. people say, like, people say, I'll do anything. I'll, I'll, I'll give my left arm. For my child to see, or I'll give my left arm for my child not to have seizures, or I'll give my right leg for my child to not have these these moments where they just blow up and, and ruin the whole family dinner. Or I'll, have a, I'll, I'll get my right leg if he can make friends because he's socially awkward. Or 
And so I'm saying, like, well, you don't have to give your right leg. <laughs> but you had to give 50 minutes a day to the vision or we had to do yeah. this, right? So yeah. you know, wow. we all would say we were going to pay everything. And all I'm saying is you have three days of hope left to sit in a room with a neuroscientific protocol and an approach to heal your child that you can become, your family can become the healers. Because, Tim, here's the secret. So if I'm, if I'm going to help you, you have to trust me. If I'm going to heal a child, a child has to trust the healer, right? Always does, right? And who trusts more than the mother and the child, right? Like, oh, we all have therapists who come in the home and help. That's great. God bless it. That should continue to happen. But in the end, if the child looks in the mother's eyes and the mother looks in the child's eyes, they see victory as opposed to disappointment because now you know what you're doing. Yes. Everything shifts and changes. That's super key. Uh, we've got to take a quick break, but if you'd like to call in also as you're listening in, 800-560-WFIL is the number, 800-560-9345. Chat with Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center based in Norristown, familyhopecenter.com. They have an upcoming training conference the 9th through the 11th of October, another one the 30, uh, 30th of October through the 1st of November. We can go and learn about the brain, how it works and grows in what order. And then as you do that, as the conference unfolds, you start to plug in everything you know about your child into this grid. And it really helps you have what Matt was just saying there, context rather than guessing. Mm. You actually have a real map and you can measure progress and know where you're going. It's a big burden off your shoulders. And then you go at it as best as you can in terms of the road that you're on. Some people come to the center, mild stuff, and some people come very severe, including Yeah, if you're mild, issues, you, get right? it, you get it healed in a quick in a quicker manner. If it takes a long time, it takes a long time. But parents, at least you know where you're going and why you know where you're, you're doing, doing like, what If you're I want to go out to California, my GPS tells me how to get there. I don't have anxiety the whole time. I just punch in the code right. and I get there. <laughs> right. Uh, so 800-560-WFIL. If you want to ask a question, happy to have you on 800-560-9345. Quick break. We'll come back with Matthew Newell. It's Tim DeMoss Show and WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 433 in the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, if you'd like to win tickets to see for King and Country this coming Thursday at 26th in Trenton, send me a quick text. We're giving them away. Start yesterday. We're going to do it through early next week to 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. We're also looking forward to having for King and Country on the afternoon show on Monday, I believe it is. A lot of sun to deal the rest of the afternoon. Low of 51 tonight with clear skies. Tomorrow and Sunday, high of 86 and 87, respectively. Phillies lost a tough one yesterday. Matt Newell's a big fan, by the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> love so, the Phillies. Uh, yes, well, and they got 11 games to go with uh, – hold on a second here. We've got someone calling in. So it's – Joe, can you get that set up? Yeah, whoever it is, we'll just make sure we're going to get someone calling in and talk to Matthew. Um, yeah, tough loss, but they got they still got time. Four games out of that playoff spot with 11 to go. So hopefully they can get back in the mix. And uh, Eagles are Sunday afternoon. At one o'clock, so uh, you be watching. Well, you get together. With, you have a lot of. You come from a big family yourself, I got right? Six brothers and four sisters. <laughs> you guys get together to watch the game sometimes. We do sometimes. Yes, we do. Okay, we're always texting during the game, and yeah, we all love the we all love the birds. That's great. That's great. Well, Matthew is the director of the Family Hope Center. I want to throw uh, uh, just to reset things. If you're just tuning in, the Family Hope Center is based in Norristown, and their main thing they're trying to do is help. Children with different uh, neurodevelopmental disorders, challenges, uh, whether they're diagnosed or not, 
And the big way of doing that is empowering the parents and starting by helping them understand how the brain works independent of their child. Just this is how the brain, God designed it. They're right. This is, this is what comes first, what comes second, and how it grows. And then as they teach you about that at these training conferences, you, you know, you go one time. Then, then you can go home from that. And if you want to come back for a more ongoing relationship, if you will, mm-hmm. with evaluation and programming specific to your child even further, you can do that. My wife and I have done that with our daughter, Tori, who has overcome, by God's grace as well, lots of prayer, uh, seizures, blindness, deafness, uh, feeding tube. And, Polymicrogeria. And, yeah, she had too many folds on the issues. surface of her brain. Yeah. Right. So there's work involved, mm. but you have a plan. It's organized, and it makes sense. One of the things I love about the center is as you listen, it it uh, it makes sense. And even you mentioned earlier, if someone wanted to come to the training conference that you do several times a year, but the most the one coming up next is October 9, 10, and 11 in Norristown. There's one October 30 through November 1. And one in December. Uh, if you go there and after that first day, like, you know, I don't think this is right. Or you give your money back. I don't think you've ever had to do it, though. It just, no, but, but it just <laughs> – Just so know, people so, know. Yeah, but sometimes in, in truth, you got to get to a person's no. you got to get to their pain point. you got to go like, well, what, what would prevent you from sitting in a room for three days learning about the brain in a scientific way, yeah. in a practical way, so that you could be proactive with your job? What, what, you, know, you want to know answers. And this has been delivered to more than 20,000 parents. Well, we have one parent who would yeah. like to get some answers, perhaps. Yeah. Hello. Let's do it. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name's Janet. Hi, Janet. Where are you from? Um, Pottstown. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right around the corner. Yeah. I just came home from England two days ago. <laughs> Pottstown is that's nice. Yeah. What? So what's on your mind, Janet? Um, I've been listening to your program, and um, it's interesting because I had a conversation with my son yesterday, and he was, my grandson has not been diagnosed with anything, but my son just felt like he's hyper and felt that, you know, he should have medication. But are there specific things that you can, I mean, that you can look for rather than just generalize about certain conditions? I think people are in the habit of their child, you know, doesn't act a certain way, then they automatically think that there's some condition and that they have to be put mm. on medication versus is it just that he's an active youth? I mean, once upon a time, that's the approach. We wouldn't have automatically given them a condition. And I just felt, you know, what would be the answer to that? You're right. You're right. How old is your son, by the way? Um, He just turned nine. Okay. It's interesting, too, because I know in the in the conference, Matt, uh, I think in the early part of the conference, you referenced the point that even the labels uh, are uh, – they change over the years. Back in the 20s, it's called something. In the 50s, it's called something else, and it's adding to more confusion. And you're not about all that, you know, labeling stuff. Right. So was, yeah. it, was, it, was it – I'm sorry, was it Janet again or, or – Yeah, it is Janet. Janet, okay. Okay, yep. Janet. So, Matt, what are, you, what are your thoughts on – So, Janet um... – yeah, there's a lot of thoughts on that. And Janet, so what if, if I can give like a, a quick neurological perspective, first of all, when kids are when when he comes to you and says, Mom, I'm hyper, his brain may be running two or three times faster than his ability to output the information. So thoughts are crashing into thoughts and he can't calm himself down. He may be tapping all day, touching things all day. He may have a hard time going to sleep at night, may have a hard time getting up, may have a hard time getting his thoughts out. So there's certain parts of the brain 
that run the ability to downregulate your hyperactivity. That part of the brain is called the ponte or the pons. It means the bridge between the brainstem and the cortex. And what uh-huh. happens is that that part of the brain, when you belly crawl on your tummy as a baby, as an infant, is probably the most important neurological activity that you're supposed to do in your life is to belly crawl across the floor. And a lot of kids don't do that. And that actual activity allows the reticular formation, which is a part of your pons, to activate, and that helps you to downregulate and upregulate helps you to focus and concentrate and filter sounds and track with your vision so you can read quickly and also helps you to be able to get up and be aware and alert and not kind of fall sleepy in school, keeps you aroused. And it's also responsible for self-motivation. So there's this little dinky part of the brain that is so magnificent and you only get it organized by belly crawling. So if you could rewind the clock and say, how much did my nine-year-old belly crawl as a baby? The way God made it. God makes you're born with your reflexes. You belly crawl. You creep on your hands and knees. You walk. You run. And then your pants are on fire. You're running all over the neighborhood. Let's say he kind of bypassed that level or laid on his back a lot or rolled around for transportation or scooted on his rear end or he kind of was in a baby walker all day. Let's just say – that for him, he didn't get enough time to organize that chunk of brain. And now he's in his cortex, and everyone's telling him, do this, do this, do this, do this. At three years old, you can't see it. But now that he's nine, he's in third grade, all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, he's got a lot of responsibility. He's got to do his homework by himself. He's got to pay attention to five different classes. He's got to get his books out. He's got to organize his homework. He's got to bring it on the school bus and not forget it. And now the wheels are starting to come off the wagon because – he doesn't have enough organization in his hard drive to accomplish these cortical tasks. So what we do is we open the brain up and we say, Janet, this is the great things about your son, and here are the things that we need to help him with because he's not making it up. Kids don't have psychological problems that they can't read and write and do arithmetic and can't focus and concentrate and be with their friends. They've got real ones. And they come to you and they tell you, and you're like, well, the fact that you're calling into this radio station right now is awesome because you care. And you could take that and you could say, okay, I'm going to go and rewire the central parts of his brain. And we're going to do it together. And over a short period of time, you can start making significant progress. Now, I would tell you that sugar is not really a good thing for the brain because it shrinks brain cells. And that screen mm-hmm. time is not really a good thing for the brain because it stimulates dopamine factors in the limbic brain and makes you hypersensitive. And I would tell you that exercise is really good because it grows the brain. So I would say, okay, let's get this hands, you know, hyper nine-year-old. Let's get him out work, you know, doing sports. Let's cut the screen time down to maybe 20 minutes a day. Let's get him in bed to make sure he sleeps 10 hours. Let's put him on an organized diet that is, you know, really low in the sugars and really low in the fruits. And, you know, let's give him an organized diet that's low in the nightshades, like not too many potatoes and tomatoes and eggplants because they got a whole lot of sugar in them. Let's not give him the fruit juices and the Coca-Cola. Let's kind of clean up kind of because – 50% 50% of your neurotransmitters are made in your large intestines. So if I can change the chemicals going into my body through food, I can change the chemicals in my brain. That would be you being proactively. Now, not every child's going to go, thank you, Mom, for taking sugar out of my life. But you adore him. But what you just said, so folks just understand, 
Am I talking too fast, Tim? I mean, because no. I'm hyper right no. now. No, well, I'm I hyper. know you are. See, this is what we try to do. We, someone's got 40 years of experience, and we're trying to sho- shoehorn it into a show. But the, the part about taking sugar out, some people on the surface, but yeah, I know sugar's probably not good for a kid. You just explained the neurology very briefly. Right. The neurotransmitters in your large intestine, half of them are connected to your brain. Yes. So what's in your large intestine literally affects. It's going to help you. Well, most Focus people pay attention. The, the best. Most what kind of breakfast would, is yeah? You know, I'd be like loading them up with some proteins and some extra fats because every time you give a child good quality fats, you know, the kind that kind of solidify at room temperature, like butter and coconut oil, they cool down the brain. And the brain loves fat because it cools it down. And when you burn fat in your brain called like a ketone, a keto diet, all of a sudden kids start focus. But if you give him sugar for breakfast, you give him carbs for breakfast, his brain runs out of energy in like 45 minutes. And now he's spacing out in class. He can't focus. And then they call him wow. hyper because he's trying to generate energy. And they go, no, he just can't focus. He's hyper. They go, no, 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 no. I didn't feed his brain. So all we do is say, okay, here's how the brain works. Here's the engineering. That's civil engineering. Here's the electrical engineering. Here's how stimulation goes. Here's like chemical engineering. Here's the foods that the brain really, really likes and doesn't really like because it blows them up. And so we we teach you how to be the engineers. But you'll laugh a lot and you'll go like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I know that before? It's because our society actually – we do a lot of management. You know, they're going to give a kid a chemical. I'd rather give him food, Janet, you know, rather than the chemical. I like to right. see him by the time he's 11, he's just ripping it and taking care of everything. And he's clear-minded and he's focused. And wouldn't you like to like to help him over two years rather than manage him over 10? I mean, I would. Yeah. Um, There's lots yeah. of – for those just tuning in, it's the uh, Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center, is our guest. Uh, Janet's on the line. We invite you, if you want to give a quick call in to ask a question, it's 800 560 WFIL, um, 800-560-WFIL. The, the training conference coming up that Matthew's referring to is October 9th through 11, also the 31st, 30th of October through the 1st of November. And you, you go to one and you learn this stuff. And, Janet, one reason why parents are really the focus is because you're the one who's going to know all the answers to what Matt just said. Like, did he crawl on his belly? Nobody else is going to know that as well as your therapist or like an OT or PT, which you're also well, everybody for. Everybody thinks it's like – they're not going to know that because they weren't there. You don't need to do it. It seems like old-fashioned. Kids lay on their back all day. They, 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 they think it's old-fashioned, but it's how your brain was wired by God yeah. yes. to improve its neurology. Yeah. yeah. So, Janet, yeah, catch- I'm, yeah, go I'm ahead. not upset about old-fashioned. I'm, <laughs> I'm perfectly content with that because, um, you know, just like I said before, you know, there would have been a time that people would have thought about um, – these things versus, okay, let's just get a script for them to write in. That's why I was so pleased that uh, I came in and was able to hear this part of the show. I didn't get to hear all of it, but it excited me because it's nice just to, let's just try some other things. Mm. So, so, yes. Right. Try some things that work. Because medication never gets you to a yes. Yeah. And uh, Janet, we're going to have a podcast. We'll have the podcast this up about an hour from now. So if you want to go awesome. to the website, you can listen to the whole thing. All right. Thank mm. you so much. Thanks, yes. Janet. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, 800 560 WFIL is the number 800 9345. Very briefly, I'm no clinician, but I've, I know a few of them. And when you talked about the belly crawling there, and we're going to go to a call here in a second. Um, I remember we talked to one of the many neurological 
things that happen when you do crawl as, a, as an infant for mm. those few months. On your belly. Is, Craw- commando crawlings on your belly. Right? Yes. That that strengthens the, the lateral rectus muscles well, in your it's, eyes. It develops them so you can track side to side, so you can read faster, that you can see behind you, you can have good peripheral vision. So if someone yeah. doesn't crawl, that perhaps, perhaps, and this is a key point, perhaps if a child has trouble reading, it traces back to maybe... Well, they read too slow because they can't track across the page and they lose right. it. Right, but you at the conference, you don't say, does your child have trouble reading? Maybe they didn't crawl because that's still working backwards. You start from... Crawl, and yes. here's all the stuff that comes from yeah, it. And by the way, when you crawl on your belly, you integrate about 11 different primary reflexes. Hmm. So, you know, so there's, the mysteries are not really mysteries anymore. That's, yeah, the secrets are unraveled. Let's grab a quick call. Uh, hello, this is Tim. Hey there. Are you there? Hello. I've got some kind of a beeping thing going on. Mm-hmm. Let's go to a quick break, Joe. Maybe we still have to slip that in. If you want to call, it's 800-560-WFIL. Chat with Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center based in Norristown. Familyhopecenter.com is their website. Back with more in a moment on WFIL. Live and local. It's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. 449, the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center, is our guest. Uh, I've known Matthew for 13, almost 14 years. We go to the Family Hope Center for our daughter, Victoria, and she's made tremendous progress. I've met tons of other families from all over the country and other countries who come and have received help. The first and foremost thing they offer is a three-day training conference where you learn about the brain, independent even of your child, the challenges that he or she may have, ADD, autism, bipolar, dyslexia, lots of things, sometimes physical, sometimes emotional, sometimes behavioral, sometimes it's a lot of stuff, and sometimes it's not diagnosed. It's just kind of like something's off, not sure what it is. Whatever the case may be, uh, the Family Hope Center, the reason why it's not uh, as like a daunting thing so much is their starting point is the brain, knowledge of it, how it grows, in what order, and how it's supposed to grow. And they would say, your brain and my brain, our kids' brains, and your next-door neighbor Fred's brain, all has the same parts, grows in the same order, all things being equal. And so they want to teach you that first. Then as they do that during the conference, you start to plug in everything you know about your own child Mm -hmm. and how that, like maybe stuff that was missed along the way, and you're the one who's going to know it because you were the parent who was there and saw it. Mm -hmm. And then uh, at the end of the three days, there's plenty of information. You go home with this binder of 200 pages worth of material. The whole conference is there. And then you let that settle, and then maybe you come – if you wish later, you know, a week later, a month later, a year later, and go further with the center, bring your child in and you go really go further. That's up to you. And they really want you to own this process. So as much as you know, Matthew, working with thousands of children, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you're chomping at the bit, like, I wish everyone just would show up so I can just help them. Well, because there's no <laughs> downside. There's yeah. no downside about learning about the brain. There's no downside about learning about an organic way, a healthy way, a scientific approach to healing your kids. There's no downside about being in the driver's seat, right? Do you want to be in the back of the seat where people are driving your child's future? Do you want to be, do you want to be on the right? Do you want to be on the driver's side? You drive. I'll be your GPS. You know, Tim. Um, and I'm all. I'm a big believer that if you teach parents, and healing is sustainable. And um, yeah, right. That's that's it. And and parents, um, they want to be engaged. And we're all we're all things to some people. Yeah. And if you want to be engaged and you really want to know about the brain, let's do this. Let's talk. Let's be together. 
And um, well, let's do that. Can yeah. we do that for a second? We yeah, have one sure. caller in. Oh, good. Hi there. What's your name? Hello. I'm Karen. Hey, Karen. Where are you from? How are you doing today? I'm Downingtown, Pennsylvania. Excellent. Fire away. What's on your mind? Um, I recently turned uh, tuned in, so I caught some of what you were saying, which was really piquing my interest. Yeah. Um, but I have two sons, and they both have IEPs. Mm-hmm. Um, the one is definitely quiet, awkwardly shy, and stuff like that. And um, a lot of, and they both have where it's reading comprehension and concentration and things like that. And it's funny about what you said about the walking and the crawling because my older son, he never crawled. He just went pretty much to standing up and walking. Mm -hmm. So he may have missed some of those steps. Well, he did. And my younger son just really kind of, he's okay socially, but he just really struggles with um, organization and um, like both both of them like self-motivation and just Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. And and I don't know what to do to fix that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm excited for you, Karen, because the things you're talking about um, are all brain things. They're not personality. They become personality if the neurology isn't um, successfully supported. They get into kind of the way in which they're going to operate, and we all kind of manage their shyness or disorganization. We become more organized because they're disorganized. And, what you're talking about, if you, by, if you, for whatever particular reason, you were adopted out of um, Romania and you've been in a crib and on your back for nine months and you get adopted or you, for some, you've been in a hospital for long periods of time or you don't – and the child, well, the child starts to, you know, be immo- – you know, starts immobile and nobody really pushes their mobility or challenges them or supports them and develops it. And then they start walking. Well, there are, two, there are three major parts of the brain that are all responsible for the ability to focus and concentrate and integrate and socially uh, downregulate and upregulate and self-motivation. And so when you go back and you heal these parts of the brain by really practical, non-invasive, developmental steps, you can rewire and restore all those parts of the brain and you see the children come out of this disengagement and start to snuggle with you and maybe join in in a group in church or start playing in the playground. And I, I encourage you to go on our website and look at the videotapes on what really is ADD, ADHD, what really is, you know, limbic issues. The sense of smell, for instance, runs 40% of your brain and runs all your emotions. And we find that when we give kids like 20 different smells and we say, okay, what's the smell, what's the smell, they might not like orange or tangerine or eucalyptus. And we maybe give them fish food and they think that smells not too bad. Or they'll just they'll, they, mm. well, they'll be completely disoriented by smells. They'll either uh-huh. yeah. hate them or they'll run out of the room or they only eat certain foods because that chicken, roast chicken with the potatoes and the stream beans tastes, smells disgusting so they won't eat it. So their sense of smell is now – bringing their diet into a really short, you know, five foods that they eat or six foods. Yeah. And that yeah. ends up that ends up not giving them the chemicals for their brain, but it also is a deeper because if you can't have a good sense of smell, then self-motivation's a problem, memory is an issue, emotional regulations an issue, connecting to your peers is an issue. So we would we would want you to come and sit with us and we would unpack your kids 
And so you can have a practical way to support them. Karen, we've got to take a quick break. And uh, feel free to call back after the show if you want to chat a little more. We're just almost out of time. Uh, 800-560-WFIL is our number. Uh, if I'm not sure if we have time to slip in one more call, we'll take one quick break. And then we'll wrap our conversation up with Matthew Newell in just a moment. WFIL. Thanks for tuning in to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's 4.57 uh, on the Tim DeMoss Show on WFIL. My girlfriend told me she wanted to break up because she kept saying I was pretending to be a transformer. I told her, no, wait, I can change. <laughs> Thank you. The reason I say that is <laughs> because the brain can change. It Matt, can, and we, it does. We usually have a pun segment at this point, yeah. but we're on a more it serious topic change. today. <laughs> so Matthew Newell, our guest from the Family Hope Center, in our final moment, share whatever you'd like to share. Well, Tim, we're all about options. We're all about engaging. We're all about options. We're all about a scientific, practical approach to healing. We're all about putting parents in the driver's seat. We're all about intensity. We're we're pretty intense people. If you do something for 40 years, you better be pretty intense about it. But we're intense about healing. We're intense about doing it in a practical way. We're intense about engaging with parents. And and I, I just encourage everybody, go on our website, read about us, look at all the videotapes we have from our doctors and from families all over the world with all kinds of conditions. Go on our Facebook page. We have a five-day challenge for Starts everyone. Monday. It starts Monday, a five-day challenge. We're going to drop. We're gonna give you a lot of content about how to get through this first year. You know, kids go back to school. Right. Things get a little crazy, especially yeah. at this organization. How could you set up the way in which kids can succeed? So come and take our Facebook challenge. Call Carla, our team. And we want to engage and support you. Amen. Thank you for coming in. Matthew Newell, the director of the Family Hope Center. Their site, familyhopecenter.com. You can look up simply the Family Hope Center on Facebook and take that challenge. And their training conference is coming up the 9th through the 11th, as well as the 30th through the 1st of November. Find out more about all that at familyhopecenter.com. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Have a great rest of the week. And see ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.